Hello and welcome to Playing Catch Up. I'm Tom Bailey and I'm joined again by Paul Thomas. Let's get straight into it. Paul, last time I picked Broken Age for you to play. It was developed by Double Fine and um, probably most famous for, for being the game that kind of really brought Kickstarter to the attention of, of the video game arena, really. Um, it raised just shy of $3.5 million off, a, off an original target of $400,000. Um, that increased budget brought its own problems, which I'm sure we'll get into, but it, chiefly it meant kind of big delay to the game. I think originally it was, they estimated around eight months to make the game uh, with the target release of late 2012. It actually got ended up being split into two halves. Uh, first one came out in January 2014 and the second one followed April 2015. Um, before we get onto the game itself, do you, do you have many kind of strong feelings one way or the other around Kickstarter and, and the way it's used for games? Um very good question uh, I, I used to be quite principled I think on my view with Kickstarter that I didn't uh, really agree with the, with the whole concept yeah uh, and then I then I kickstarted a few things so um, <laughs> yeah. my principles went out the window quite quickly and <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not sure how, still how I feel about about as a concept and um, I think it can lead to um, unrealistic expectations from people, um, yeah. particularly fan bases and whatnot. And I think, I, I'm, I'm not sure how Broken Age was, was received by that fan base, given that I did not back it. So, Yeah, in terms of um, full disclosure, I did back it at a relatively high tier. Um, Kickstarter, yeah, I'm, I'm probably quite a big hypocrite, really, because I, <laughs> I quite like, I liked the idea of Kickstarter particularly for this game, as I say, it's the one that really brought it to, to certainly to my attention. I'm a massive fan of the old point-and-click adventures uh, and, you know, the guys behind LucasArts Games, which is Tim Schafer and, and the Double Fine team, had, had to have some history there and that they just weren't going to be doing that game. It wasn't commercially viable. So for me, it was amazing. I was so excited to, to have the opportunity to back it. And, but then some of the kind of high profile failures you've, you've had since and and then kind of big bigger developers jumping on board as well and taking advantage yeah. of it is, is where I maybe have a problem but I have I have backed a number of games over the years and had, had mostly positive experiences but by the same token when you look at something like early access on on Steam is something I do kind of object to a lot of the time because I'm like paying for an unfinished game I, for some reason I draw the line there but with Kickstarter I don't mind kind of paying for it beforehand so I don't, I don't know why why that kind of but but that's surely the same the same outcome, isn't it? You're still paying for something that you're not receiving a full game or no game. In fact, Kickstarter is probably a worse situation, isn't it? Than, it is, yeah, uh, the, yeah, it's true. Obviously, the, the the potential there is for them to just run off with your money, which is which is obviously the risk you take getting into it. I don't know. I think with with early access on on PC, it just seems to be so widespread and an excuse to get the game out there in an unreleased state and i don't know like i say it's probably completely hypocritical i think the the, the thing i like about kickstarter is, is just backing those people who probably just wouldn't have a chance otherwise and and there i suppose that to an extent with some of the pc early access stuff but but yeah it is so widespread with with other bigger games as well yeah uh and the, the one the the the, the... The one that got me to sort of start backing was uh, Shenmue uh, yeah. because that was a uh, complete sort of um, shot in the dark. Was was never. It, it's a game that really still in my head should not really even exist. And the fact that there was an opportunity, it's the same thing. It's an opportunity for something to exist. And um, I'm 
it, it, I think it preys on human instinct in a lot of ways, and I think that's why I I feel I feel almost suckered into into <laughs> into backing things that that get people passionate about things. But I can't begrudge the fact that it exists, and I think, as I say, I think as long as people keep realistic expectations for things, then um, then what 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 is there to lose? There's everything to gain and nothing to lose. You know? Yeah. Yeah, as I was saying before, it did it did cause issues and, and split the the audience for this quite a bit. But let's let's start talking about the game generally before we get kind of fully into that. But um, you said last time you you had played a fair few um, kind of point and clicks earlier. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So um, it's something I've kind of got into sort of um, later on uh, yeah. in my ga- gaming life, I suppose. And um, and a lot of the time was that I never really had access to point and click games. I grew up with consoles, and you never uh, th- th- those sort of games just did not exist in in any sort of shape, way, shape, or form. I think the first point and click I remember playing was probably Blazing Dragons on oh, the PlayStation. If you know I what that, know that is, one. that was a no. It's, I don't a, know that one. it's a Terry Gilliam um, creation. So it's oh, really? A okay. Thing. Yeah, and it's with dragons. Um, and in his cartoon sort of kingdom, and um, it was it was a lot of fun. It was quite simple and easy to sort of play. But um, I think with the advent of of CD technology, with video games and and video game consoles, it it brought a lot. The voice acting kind of brought that alive. And I I kind of had a few more after that. I played the Discworld game, yeah, um, which was notoriously uh, obtuse at the time <laughs> and and completely ridiculous as. Yeah. as a, um, and then more recently, um, I've gone back to sort of the very old sort of. Um, I, I can't remember what engine they were all written on the early ones on the PC, but I've gone back to a lot of those point and click sort of games. So the, the um, LucasArts ones were uh, the Scum engine. Um, yeah. 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 So, so uh, I've, I've tried a little bit of. Is it Loom? Um, yeah. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Uh, the Dig a little bit. I finished Indiana Jones, the first one of those, and. Yeah. I played the remake of Monkey Island, the special edition Monkey Island as well. How did you find that? How did um, it? I, it's a bit strange, isn't it? Because Monkey Island has this um, backstory of being a very comedic game, and yeah. um, unfortunately, it's one of those games where I'm pretty sure everybody's told me the jokes I'm already, yeah, millions of times before. So it's hard to kind of laugh with the scenarios in the same way. Um, but it, it has a lot of charm, and I think I think that's the. But it's not even just the jokes. I think it's a lot of the tropes in that have been. You you see them in other games, in other in, in other pirate games, and I yeah. think it's quite well worn. But I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it for what it was, um, and I do like going back to things which are so old in sort of style. I think it's really interesting to see how how game design changes. I suppose because. That those sort of games, notoriously point-and-click games, have these points where things don't work out well for the player. There's, there seems to be no way of progressing. I suppose is the thing, and you, I think the worst of it is the ones where people talk about sort of hidden pixel sort of point-and-clickers, yeah. where yeah. you're trying to find that element in the background which you haven't noticed, but you is the the, the key to sort of progress the puzzle. I can imagine playing a lot of these games back in. The early nineties, pre-internet, must have been an incredibly frustrating experience. If I'm yeah. honest, I remember there was a. I don't think I ever ended up 
ringing it, but there was there was a special LucasArts like tip line if you were stuck on a particular puzzle <laughs> and whatever you. I would always wait for like the magazine if I was stuck on anything, or or, or like try and brainstorm with friends. But yeah, those those um, certainly the first two Monkey Island games and Loom, as you mentioned there, those those three in particular really jump out as the the early ones I played, and then. Yeah, Indiana Jones. Was it Face of Atlantis you played? Yeah, yeah, I thought the very that... f- first one, and and I remember in that one particularly, there's quite a lot of um, um, dexterity type puzzles almost where things move and you have to get, you know, click on things in the right timings. Yeah, and that I think that's particularly an evil sort of puzzle to put in a point and click game in a lot of sense. I seem to remember it's a long time since I played that, but I seem to remember that you could kind of choose whether you had a kind of pure puzzle path or kind of more physical challenges and what have you. I, I might be getting that mixed up. With the no, other it's ha- that sounds about right. And I, yeah. I rem- there's a lot of, cho- I think there's a lot of choice in locations you can go as well. That's yeah. what I remember mostly was that you can go to the, I think the Himalayas and different yeah. places and it, it's quite open-ended. It's really nice in sort of um, a game like that to have a bit of choice early on. I think yeah. the dialogue might've changed if, depending on what path you took. Um, sure. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, it is because I remember a lot of it's to do with um, the relationship with the female characters. And I think there's different sort of endings you can get depending on uh, how you've interacted with the different characters in that game, which is yeah, quite cool. yeah. Did you ever play any of the Sierra games? So like Police Quest and King's Quest, those type games. Nope, never touched one of those. Yeah. Uh, never had, never really heard much about them or 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 their legacy. To be honest, they were. I enjoyed them, don't get me wrong. LucasArts were always the ones for me, but Sierra were particularly frustrating and certainly the early ones, there were kind of fail states as well. So you you would you go along and you might like I can't remember a specific example, like you'd be Oh, Police Quest was the worst one. So the first police quest, when you first go outside of the, the precinct and get in your car, if you don't do there's like a, a a police manual you get with the game and if you don't mm. read it and it tells you basically walk around your vehicle and check your tires if you get in the car and drive off, like your tire bursts as soon as you hit the highway, <laughs> and then it's like game over. It's like what the hell? Um, wow. So yeah, um, the, they were really good generally, but yeah, things like that were incredibly frustrating. LucasArts were were always the king for me. But yeah, the the other ones I've heard of as well is the Dreamfall series. I think I bought one or two of those through Steam, but I haven't ever got round to them. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, it's, it's it's better me. I've I've never played the the longest journey is the the original, which is supposed mm. to be an, an absolute classic. And then, yeah, there was Dreamfall. Well, just Dreamfall, I think, originally came There's... out on the, on the Xbox as well as PC, didn't it? I think? Yeah, and I think is there an episodic version of yeah. something new? Yeah, Dreamfall right? chapters. Yeah, um, which yeah, I don't know whether it's finished or whether it's still ongoing, but yeah, it was relatively recent. Um, but yeah, I need to get into those. But yeah, so Broken Age. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, a lot, <laughs> lot of lot of side talk before we get into Broken yeah. Age. Um, it it it's it's um, a very nice looking game. Um, yeah, I I really, I mean, first off, I think the art is absolutely fantastic in this. Yeah, I do. Um, it has this. Um, I can't describe the style. I find it strange. It's it's, is it painterly almost? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It, it has almost like brushstroke almost feel to it. Um, and. That just really captivated straight from the off, and I really dug the the intro screen. The intro screen is really inviting to me as a concept. Mm. You look at it, and it's um, it's sort of two halves of you know one character on one side facing one way, and the other character the other way, and it gives that reflection sort of view. And and 
the way the game starts and you can just choose one side or the other side it kind of flows into it just really really nice and straight away i think i chose um the boy um shay um yeah. to start off with and um it straight away when the, when the music starts and it all starts kicking in it has this really great feeling to it of of a, a good um a good animation you know it, mm. it feels it feels almost pixar-esque in some sense you know it has this real nice undertone to it all and um on shay's side he's waking up in the morning and he's he's in the future he's on this on this spaceship and basically lazy boy doesn't want to get out of bed and <laughs> everything kind of kicks into view and and his mother who's on this computer screen kind of gets him out of bed with this mechanical um crane and sort of dresses and showers him yeah. Um, and it has a really nice sort of feel that start. And um, when you go through his side, it's there's a real sort of um, uh, couldn't care less sort of attitude that kind of pervades through it because it seems like the, nothing matters in his world. It's mm. kind of it's very multicolored. Can't say the word, but modic. Yes, I'm not going to say it. Um, <laughs> but he, he, you know, everything's done for him. He, he, he has to do these space missions, which are basically save the toys from drowning in a sea of yeah. ice cream or the runaway train. And it has this really nice loop at the start where you kind of do the same thing over and over again. Um, and then on the other side, and I can't remember the girl's name off the uh, top of my head. Vela. Vela, yes. Yeah. So Vela's got a kind of a different sort of um, thing happening in her world. So her world's very different and she's from a baking family mm. and every year there is a creature called Mogtrothra that appears and they have to basically offer up a maiden to Mogtrothra as to, to make sure that it won't attack their, their town and that's how it's it's perceived that it's a great honour to be sacrificed for, yeah. for this great creature uh, which reminded me a lot of um, Remind me a little bit of like the Hunger Games where it's like, mm. you know, you're chosen, you have to do your duty, you know. Um, but um, Vela is pretty much of the idea that it's all a load of rubbish and she doesn't want to be part of it. And as the monster turns up, she basically makes a, a valiant escape, basically. Yeah. So that's the setup at the start. And um, I really liked that. And going into it, I mean, there's going to be spoilers as we talk, so yeah. I'm kind of setting the scene, but... Um, when I first had that, I thought the game was going to move very much into a view of, I thought it was going to be a, a sort of a coming of age story. Mm. And I thought the two sides may be completely separate stories, but have parallel sort of themes at certain times, yeah. if that makes sense. So yeah, no, I thought yeah. it might be the girl trying to break out of her family and, and make, make a name for herself and then kind of. Um, do whatever she's destined to do and the same for the boy i thought he'd break out of this cycle of being in space and and i don't know save somebody in space um yeah and yeah that's not really where the story <laughs> goes whatsoever is it no uh, no, um, point. no it isn't um and it 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 progresses quite nicely so on vela's side she moves into quite a lot of different kingdoms because She's from a bakery town, and there's other towns. There's a cloud kingdom, um, yeah. which uh, is very amusing with all the um, religious uh, undertones that that, <laughs> ha that has. It's fantastic um, with all the light, lighty, and then sort of um, 
get rid of your possessions, you know, live free mm, and, mm. and all of that. I thought it was really cool. And then um, she moves to the seaside resort. I can't remember what that place is called. Oh, no, and they I all stink. They all stink of fish there. <laughs> yeah. Which is fantastic. And they all yeah. think this. The, the maidens there are really sort of um, proud that they stink of fish, which I think is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and on Shay's side, he he breaks out of this cycle of of, of banality and did, makes a friend with a wolf in the in the cellar. And mm. um, basically, uh, that's when you first get a sense of something odd happening because he's very much like nobody else knows he's on the ship. He's, he, the radar of the ship doesn't recognize that he's there, but um, he starts sort of. Asking him to basically plot a clock course for somewhere that's off the star charts, and um, he um, he kind of goes along because he thinks that he's you know he's destined for better things. I think, and yeah. he feels like he's this is a proper mission, not like the other missions that the computer gives to him every day. This is something worthwhile doing. Um, so he starts to do that, and then as the sort of progress, the two worlds collide. Yeah, like properly collide <laughs> in a way I did not expect. Which no, is I fantastic. didn't either. Yeah, I was. It, it, I didn't see it coming at all. And if you look back, there are clues along the way. Um, is there? Well, just in terms of, um, so you know, as you say, the wolf gets him to do this mission where he's he's picking up the the creatures on the computer screen. Yeah, yeah, I picked up on that one after the fact. Yeah, yeah, so the, the those are you're essentially controlling Mogchothra and and picking up the maidens. Um yeah. but yeah, I didn't make that connection at all till after the fact. And I, I looking back on it, I really liked the fact that the the there was that little clue there if if you were kind of uh, following it really closely. But yeah, no, it, it, that evaded me completely. It was a it was a a big surprise. Yeah, so I suppose for listeners who want it all spoiling at this point, um, so um, the Vela finds a way of destroying Mogchothra um, and shooting it down, and it turns out that Mogchothra is actually the spaceship that the boy is in, um, which is kind of weird and insane and brilliant, and I really liked how they went about that. It, It threw me completely, and... It left me thinking, okay, what's going to happen next? And then the second half of the game, which is where I'm guessing that's that is where the first half was delivered in terms of this part one and part two that we're talking about in terms yeah, that's of right. yeah. the games. So then the second half ends up that Vela ends up outside, I suppose. Yeah. And, oh, sorry, inside. So she's inside the spaceship that's area right. now. And Shay is now outside. So you have this um, crisscrossing of worlds where obviously they're taken out of their normal whatever their world was and put into another environment um and it worked really well it it didn't it didn't outstate welcome the story at all i think i think the way the story wrapped up was really nice mm-hmm. um and satisfying in a lot of ways um I, but i did feel like the second half was a lot more puzzly than the first half the first half always felt like it was leading somewhere and once that sort of big surprise had happened the game didn't the game became more gamey i suppose in a mm. lot of senses mm. i did I, the story didn't really progress from there on and actually it was more about how different characters sort of interacted yeah um, from that point onwards um but th- those sort of the, the puzzles in the second half were a lot more satisfying in a lot of ways and a, a, a lot more difficult to work out um and i don't know if that was intentional or not 
but it kind of felt that way. It felt like two very distinct halves to me when I yeah. played. Were there any any puzzles in particular that that had you stumped for a while? <sighs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, the the other point and click game we didn't mention that I have played, which I think is really fantastic, is uh, Machinarium. Have you? Oh yeah, ever, yeah. You played that. Yeah. Um, and Machinarium was a great thing when you're stuck on puzzles. So in that, it has a book that's sealed with a lock. And if you want to get a clue, you can open the book. But to do it, you have to play this little shooting game. Um, and then it gives you pictures that kind of explain what the what the solutions may be. Mm. Um, I was a little bit disappointed that Broken Age had absolutely no hint system built into the game whatsoever. Yeah. Um, do you think that was intentional? I, I think it's the, the older games just didn't didn't have that, and I guess the the fear from from Double Fine's point of view would have been, I guess, the people who have got them all this money and backed them are the people who are, who are after a traditional point and click adventure. And I, I guess that said, a hint system you don't have to use it if you don't need to. Use. So so I, I don't know. Yeah yeah, it's it's just something that. Um, was was never really there in any of the games I played, um, sort of back in the in the heyday of, of the adventure games. But but yeah, I think in terms of being inclusive for a new audience, it wouldn't have been a bad thing to include. Yeah, I, I, it's just a bit strange because immediately, well, not immediately, you know, I did the whole well, I'll click on everything, and actually, it's quite nice where on, I played on PS4 on the right stick, just kind of highlights different areas on the screen that you can click on. Yeah. So. In that sense, it was quite straightforward to kind of um, do any sort of interaction puzzles. Um, but things got tricky when the puzzles became um, more ambiguous in nature, I would say. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, equally, it, it it would have been nice to have some method of, of finding the solutions because all I ended up doing was going online. And it, it's, it bugs me because, you know, I, I don't, I don't ever. I don't want to waste a lot of time playing games like that and just spend a lot of time getting frustrated and making no progress. I'd like to make some progress, and my concern always with stuff like that is that you go online to read a guide, and it spoils more than you expect. Yeah. And so the first time, I was like, "Great, I need, I need, I need a help here." And I think I can't remember how early on it was. It was probably something. To, it was. To, I think it was to do with the Cloud Kingdom, and it, I think it was to do with the two. The two people that wouldn't let you pass, yeah, it was it was that, and it was the oh, one of an, ob- yeah. an object, and I can't remember what the object was. It an apple? Was it the apple? The object? It's a peach, I think. Peach, but yeah. I didn't have that. I went to that location, but I never found that character. I think so. I yeah, never. It's, e- it's easy to miss that, yeah, because yeah, you the... you drop down to the the bottom of the tree, and right. if you go, I think if you go to the right, you meet a guy, and I think that. If you go right first, you just think, well, that's the reason for coming down here. You, you met this guy and you, you do the whatever the, you get off him. But actually, if you go left as well, you can, I think you shake a branch or you, you drop right. down a hole and the, and the peach comes down. Yeah. So it's, it's really easy to miss. It, I think it's because um, it's because of the, it's the it's the holes because it, you fall through the holes if you're not wearing the shoes. And it was one of the holes that reached, reaches that location. That's that right. Character. Otherwise, yeah. it, you just go down the tree. And I went down the tree normally. And there was I think there is another character. There's something else there, I'm sure. So I thought, well, I've done everything there. And I had absolutely no clue with this puzzle. And yeah. I mean, luckily, um, IGN had a fairly decent guide, actually, which was very much um, sort of 
one word clues so it's like this is what you're trying to do and okay. then you could reveal sort of sentences as you go so yeah. i found a decent guide and after that point it was like well if i get stuck again or i can kind of use that and i did um there was plenty of plenty of times i got stuck um i won't tell a lie i mean i, I don't think i'm built for these sort of puzzles in a lot of sense <laughs> um and i didn't feel bad about cheating and maybe i should but i really don't um, no, I don't think so. I think what you're saying is like, if what's the point? If you're if you're playing a game and like you say, you're going to spend 45 minutes walking around thinking, well, where's the one thing, the one location I haven't got the the, the final piece from? Uh, you're just going to get bored with the game. So you know, I totally understand the the reason for that. I I mean, I love puzzle games in general, but I think the puzzles were a big a big part of why I enjoyed adventure games back in the day, as well as the the writing and and some of the comedy that you, you used to get in them. Um, so I don't mind putting the game down, reflecting on it a little bit, or uh, and what have you. Um, but yeah, the, there are moments in this and plenty of the other games where it's just not apparent. Um, I, th- I think on a whole, Broken Age did a decent job of, although there wasn't a, a, a specific hint system that if you are stuck actually talking to characters, you yeah. will get the odd. Kind of, they'll reiterate a point that you you know it becomes clear that that's that's something you need to kind of think. Think, yeah uh, tangentially tangentially on sorry um but yeah no i can, I can understand the frustration it, it's that type of game really but yeah and, and some some of the puzzles seemed very um not not a cliched but but i could see the 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 mechanics of it straight away like yeah. there was one with and i think if you played enough of these sort of games i'm pretty sure you would have picked up on it straight away but the one that stuck out for me was there was one where you have to get the pH balance level right of the liquid, and he yes. talks about it. And straight away, I knew well there's going to be an object I need to put in that raises it, and an object that lowers it, and something to test it. I just knew straight away, even yeah. before I knew what items it was going to be, just because I'd had enough experience with with sort of point and clicks up to this point. But even so, some of the more um, difficult puzzles i don't think i would have been able to do i mean the million dollar question for me is someone who's obviously a fan who's backed this yeah did you did you cheat and and did you how did you feel about that idea of cheating or not as the case may be were you going in with the idea that you wanted a pure experience like you had in the 90s where you had no choice and did you sort of take it at your own pace because of that i did i did and i must admit when i picked the game for you I completely forgotten I hadn't played Act Two, um, so I played Act One when it was released on PC, um, and then hadn't gone back and played the second half. No, so, yeah, completely forgot. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so it obviously came on PS Plus, so I had it had it on the PS4 as well. So I replayed the first act as well to because it had been a year or so oh. since, um, well, a couple of years actually since the first act was was released. So I've, I've played through all of it since the last episode, um, and. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I had originally wanted to, um, to, to go through, yeah, without, without cheating. Um, and I don't remember, obviously, I, because I'd already done the first act. A lot of that came back to me relatively easily. Um, I don't remember having to look anything up, but I do definitely remember being stuck in a couple of distinct places. There's one where you have to break the egg towards the end of the first act i think mm-hmm. you put the the tap whatever the, whatever it's called in to help help the the um bird hatch uh, yep. that had me stumped for ages um and in the second act the first rewiring puzzle um <laughs> just i found that very frustrating 
Yeah. Um, and then it repeats itself. And I was just thinking, oh, my God, there's like three different puzzles along the same lines. Thankfully, <laughs> <laughs> the second and third I found a lot easier. Um, one of them but, much, But much did easier. you cheat? No, no. No, I didn't. Okay. No, but wow. I did. I did have to. Um, there, there were. It, I, I probably should have done because there were a couple of moments where I, I did do exactly what you said and wasted a lot of time, which could have risked me just getting really annoyed with the game. I suppose I would have ended up just look, looking at if I'd got much further without making any progress. But um, no, I kind of perhaps big headedly is like, oh, I've played loads of these games that yeah. come to me, you know. Um, and I don't mind generally in games. I don't mind wandering around and exploring and revisiting locations and what have you. So I would tend to do that. Like you say, if you've played a lot of these games, you kind of know the formula. Ne- never quite get to the point of, well, I'm just going to try clicking, you know, every inventory item on e- on each other, you know. But mm. um, okay, I'm going to go back and speak to these main characters, see if I can get some clues. But but yeah, there were definitely some frustrating moments that I I could have alleviated actually, and probably would have enjoyed the experience more if I had just given in um, a bit more. But but yeah, the, the, that rewiring puzzle was was not fun to start with. The the, re, the rewiring one was fantastic. I mean, um, I think there was a few parts to that. Which part of it was the bit that you couldn't do? Was it was it when you first put the robot in the machine and it's the symbols? Was it that part or yeah, was the, it? The, yeah. So the first instance. Right. So okay. I couldn't so I've got... get. I couldn't get the connection of basically right. relatively early on. I had all the colours matching the right symbols, but I hadn't got them in the right order. And I couldn't... I mean, it was a relatively simple solution in the end. But right. for some reason, my brain just wasn't working in that way. I was just like, well, why isn't that happening? And I ended up rewiring it all different ways uh, when actually I just needed to do something very simple to, to yes. finish it off. Okay, um, I see. Yeah. So you knew you knew what you needed to get in terms of the symbols, but it was just... You didn't. Oh, you yes, couldn't sorry, get it yes. out. So, because because I'm going back to that part because I've got quite. I mean, so when you put it first in, he he, um, he puts up the symbols and he goes something. Shea goes, well, if I was back on my spaceship, and I'd know what to do. Basically, is what yeah. he said. Yeah, yeah. And um, I, I, my dad came around on the weekend, and I was just like, look, it's bloody rubbish. This because he's saying this, and I was like, <laughs> I don't want to spend hours going around the bloody spaceship trying to figure out where it is on there. And literally, the second I said that, it was like I'd, I'd, I'd instigated the conversation with um, the mum on the spaceship, and it was there in the picture. I was just yeah. like, "Oh, for God's sake!" <laughs> it's staring me in the face. Yeah, and it, yeah, it was fantastic. Though it was a real sort of eureka sort of moment. Um, I, I, that that is some... Sorry, go on. Go on. No, I was just going to say, did you have the same same thing with that particular puzzle? Did that sort of a, a reveal itself in the same way? Are you just so sort of laser sharp focus that you knew exactly what it was going to be already i think i had already seen the picture and noticed there was the i can't whether i had i noticed the shapes i i'm not sure actually i it wasn't that that definitely wasn't the part that that had me stuck i think i think i found that relatively quickly um but but yeah it for some reason it was the actual wiring that once i yeah. knew what to do i i just wasn't grasping it properly but <laughs> uh, but yeah felt like a fool at the end um of that but I, I that is an interesting point actually in the first act and i think this is some people's problem with the second act amongst uh, other things which I'll, we'll perhaps talk about afterwards but um first act you as you say you choose which side you start with and you can yeah. complete the whole act without having to switch over you can you can switch over at any point and think well if i've had enough of the the spaceship then i'm going to go and play as vela for a while 
mm-hmm. but I just played through. I, I forget who I went with first, uh, and just played through with them, and then switched. In the second act, you you can't do that. There is a point where you do need to switch. Yeah. Um, not necessarily the best signposted thing. I, I, I it, it was relatively clear to me what, that I wasn't going to get any further, but I think that's something that could have stumped people potentially as well. That okay, in the first act, that just wasn't necessary, and you could just be walking around for a long time trying to work out what what to do next. Um, but I I think the the other main criticism it got. Uh, in terms of the second act, which didn't bother me at all, but I think because because they originally said look it's going to be they they asked for four hundred thousand dollars originally, so three hundred thousand for the game and a hundred thousand for a documentary to to chart the development of the mm-hmm. game, and I think they were they were thinking you know mobile game potentially um, or certainly very very small scale. Um, obviously they they made a, a hell of a lot more than that, which meant that their kind of vision got bigger, uh, and the delays came in. I think when that happened, people expected, especially when it got split into two, okay, we've finished Act 1. When it came back to Act 2 and it was the same locations and all the same characters, I think there was a bit of uproar. Um, Really? Yeah, yeah. they were thinking, well, they've spent a year developing the second act. There's going to be whole new locations and all this stuff. Now, I I think certainly as you experienced it, obviously it was all there for you to play when you did. It's not so much missing. You're not waiting that, that time in between. And, and as I say, even for me, that didn't bother me at all. I really loved the fact that they swapped places and, and although you're speaking to the same people in the same places, you're having these different interactions and kind of drawing yeah. on your experiences from the first app. But yeah, it was a, that was a big issue. And obviously just the delays in general, I think. Uh, I, I think I don't know whether they ended up seeking further funding to, to kind of um, to finish the game as well. I, I might be completely wrong on that. But, but yeah, there, there definitely was a, a big kind of hoo-ha about not delivering on what they quite promised certainly not in the time frames but no i mean as, as a as, as the whole picture i i loved it i thought it was thought it was a really good game yeah I, I, okay that's really interesting i suppose i think that's the problem with kickstarters though right there in a nutshell because yeah i had nothing of that to color my judgment on this i i really didn't i didn't realize it was split into two acts until you really sort of mentioned it if i'm honest okay. I knew, well I knew, I knew it was two acts but i thought it was just two halves of the it seems, it seems obvious to me that it's two acts because because you go back to those locations yeah and i like games that kind of do that they kind of went well we're going to jumble up the world a bit you yeah know? and it became like that and it was really nice because you get the characters from the very first village ending up going to the Cloud Kingdom and following in the footsteps of the main character, and you get some of the characters sort of moving backwards in the world. And I really liked this cross-pollination that kind of happened with the characters, uh, or the changing in attitude. You've got the the woodcutter who likes to work with woods, who then suddenly goes, nah, it's too passe, it's all about metal now, you know? It's like, (laughs) it's fantastic. It's like, uh, so I really like, and and I think that's the... and it just fitted with the theme as well, with the two halves and the two sides. Everything seemed very logical in that sense. And even the end where you've got these two Mog Chothras, everything's in twos, you know. Yeah. And uh, I just, it felt complete to me. It didn't feel separate. It didn't feel um, convoluted or anything like that. And I actually liked the fact that there weren't, there wasn't more locations. It didn't need it. it no. It had enough in sort of what the puzzles were there. It, it, already and actually like as i said i think the second half is much more difficult in terms of the puzzles because they build on each other the the wire one's a really good example because it goes you 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 fix the robot in that world and then you have to learn what you've done with that and then fix a different robot in the other world using something you've learned in the first world 
And then yeah. right at the end of the game, you've got to learn to do it again with both of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it really kind of builds on that. And I really like that cross-pollination of the two areas. Um, and and, and what's, e- what's equally fascinating about the wire puzzle in, in particular is that the solutions or the way they've constructed the, the, the solutions to those things are different every time. Because on the last one, it's very much... Uh, this one I didn't get and I had to cheat to figure it out, but you rewire the one in, I can't remember the worlds now, but the one, <laughs> the one in Vela's world, you rewire it based on how it gets blown up because it gets blown up and you yeah, see the, the scorch the, marks. On the it. scorch marks, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fantastic. Yeah, and I can't excellent. remember how, how the colours work on that. I can't remember how you figured out what the colours were, but there was something else on that puzzle as well that kind of made you realise how that how that worked yeah um just really clever stuff um the other one i think there's another similar one with um the shoes the shoes puzzle where you have to answer the questions to get through the door oh yeah yeah and that that confused me a little bit because on that puzzle they have the chart in the background which basically goes well here's the chart to fill out and i was expecting it to be interactive oh okay yeah yeah and it wasn't so i was like oh god i'm gonna have to get a piece of paper out and start writing some (laughs) bloody notes again and equally the wire puzzles at the end i had to i had to bloody draw pictures yeah i did in the end yeah yeah that's how i how i got around (laughs) it (laughs) but i I like see i like that in certain games like um her you've played her story haven't you yeah yeah yeah, absolutely it's a similar thing yeah i i just had pages and pages full of notes of like listening to those interviews and just writing down words i was thinking of and you know something that gets me doing something like that is just just a bit of, a bit of a different experience i think so yeah i don't mind getting the old pen and paper out every now and again um but but yeah i th- I, I totally see what you mean in terms of um it not bothering you that the, the two acts being in the same locations i and i think honestly the whole thing was if if it had all come out it is one package i don't think anyone would have complained about it it's the fact that they said right actually we're giving you act one now and then a year later you know we're, we're getting some more money together and we're going to build build that too i think the just expectations went through the roof maybe yeah. um uh, just yeah yeah but no 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 issue for me with it either so it sounds like you you liked the humor in the game as well um yeah that's an interesting question um I, w- there isn't there isn't much humor in the game is there i, well, I just just where you were talking about like the the woodcutter and I just mean the the kind of I don't know not it's not laugh out loud funny just just no I think some of the the, the dialogue is quite wry and, and I don't know I don't know it, it, it didn't it didn't strike me as a humorous game I have to admit I it struck me as a charming game and uh, well I thought the characters were incredibly well written that was the thing that struck more than anything that they they do they do character shorthand very well like. Yeah. Through a few sentences, you can pick up a gist of what this character is about, and that that I, I thought I was excellent writing throughout because of that. You you know, and, and you didn't need reams of dialogue to figure out sort of the personalities of these people. And um, the game does a really great great thing that I I love games that do this. So when you finish the game, you get little pictures of oh, what yeah. happens afterwards, you know, yeah. and what happens to these characters. And I I love that because it kind of it just makes the world feel a little bit more complete and it felt so well written um yeah. and I, I mean the humor the humor point was something that stuck in the back of my mind as somebody who isn't really a fan of this i did think it would the, because i've got i've got this 
sense that people were disappointed in it. And this was even before you mentioned sort of some of the issues. And I thought the disappointment might have come from that side, the humour side, because it doesn't feel as humorous as as a Monkey Island game to me. No, that, but, that... go on. I was just going to say no. That that is actually a good point. I hadn't I hadn't even thought of. Yeah, you're probably absolutely right. I, in terms of the actual setting and the general story, you're right. It's a much more serious game than than the the old LucasArts games, where things like Day of the Tentacle, mm. um, Sam and Max, Monkey Island were all were all humor driven. Whereas, yeah, this is you know it's a, it's a serious story, but there are there are lighter elements to it. I think I was thinking of things like you know the you have to make a, a talking tree throw up to get some sap from yeah. it. You have to like tell it a joke, which is a real throwback to, to Monkey Island with the the insult sword fighting. I don't know whether you got that far in the... Yeah, uh, I did. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it, it's a, a nice little nod to that, I think. Um, so, yeah, there were just little elements throughout where it kind of lightened the tone a little bit. I, 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 I really like that. I mean, I'm, I'm admittedly a big fan of, of Schaefer... <laughs> and the genre anyway but but yeah perhaps i'm giving it too much praise in, in that yeah respect, but... I, th- I think i i could for me i thought well i have no nostalgic sort of attachment to any of this mm. and for me it felt like a natural continuation of those games just because it was doing its own thing and one of my worries actually before playing this would be well is this just a game for fans of monkey island and manic mansion and all of that and yeah will I miss out a lot of the jokes because it's a very jokey game and will it be all self-referential to previous games? And it's not, it's its own thing. Yeah. And that struck a much better chord with me than than maybe it might have done with others for that reason. But I think it's a stronger game because of that. And um, it, like I say, it feel, to me, it feels like a natural progression from from the stories they've done in the past. And... It, it it's standing on its own two feet. It's not it's not sort of propped up by their legacy. I don't think in any way, shape, or form. Um, I, I don't know how others feel about that, but that's that was my feeling. Was that this this feels as as relevant as now as it would have done if they released it straight after their um, long line of LucasArts hits. It could have been yeah. the next step for their series of games. It, it's interesting uh, because I, I do wonder maybe is this a concept or a story that they've had in mind for quite some time. And as I say, I suspect some people were disappointed because it isn't a sort of laugh out loud LucasArts adventure. Yeah, I do know the answer to that just purely because I don't know if you've watched any of the documentary they nope. they made. Uh, it's well worth it. I've not seen all of it yet. Okay. It's, it's multiple, multiple parts and it's they've put it for free on YouTube now. Um, but... No, it's apparent from the first episode that uh, he didn't have the idea for the game until after the uh, until after Kickstarter had finished, and it, it, he'd done that quite deliberately. He wanted he wanted the documentary to show, you know, literally the, from the inception of the game through to through to the finish. Wow. Um, so so yeah, there was a lot of hand wringing at the start about what he's which way he's going to go with it and, and and what have you. But it's it's interesting to interesting to watch for sure. Um, that, yeah. is, that, that is that is even more impressive than I was expecting then in a lot of senses because it feels so well realised. Yeah. To me, it feels incredibly well realised as a, as a concept and a story. And um, the world leaves you wanting more, which, you know, I think is great. I, I, like I say, I've really taken taken with the characters of, of the world a lot. Um, just, just I, ca- I can't think of any in particular that sort of stand out, but it just it's just the, the whole feeling of the place it's just really well captured yeah there's something i was going to mention as well in terms of people 
complaining about whether you know it was is a relatively there's not there's a fair few locations but it's not massively sprawling and i think when people saw the the amount of money they they got but as you say you look at the art style and and that's not you know that that was incredibly lovely to look at and, and obviously mm. took a lot of a lot of work and um but i think when they saw some of the voice cast i think people right. were saying oh is that where all the money's gone because you've got uh, elijah woods and uh, yeah. jack black has, has a small part in it and um i can't think if there's any any other like massive names but from what i know i think i think those guys came in at kind of minimum not minimum wage but you know it's the, the lower end of their fees because they were very keen to be involved and jack black had, had worked with with double fine before on oh god what's it called brutal legend mm-hmm. um psycho uh, not psychonauts yeah brutal legend um but yeah i thought again i thought the voice work was 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 good i don't you know whether you need big names to to sell a game on this i don't know but probably not i don't think no but it, but it's a nice thing to have isn't it yeah yeah exactly yeah oh so so it's a positive experience overall then yeah i mean absolutely like i say i think if um if if this came out now with absolutely no sort of legacy before it i think it would be getting praise for, yeah. for what it's for, for the for the story it delivers and for what the game is i think and and th- th- i think that's the best sort of praise i can give it because it, it has it doesn't have to fall on the legacy of the previous games it's just well written the characters are so well written and i think that's what's shone out more than anything and it doesn't overstay its welcome. It's a nice game. It's there's there's nothing really to complain about. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, I would definitely play another game of theirs. Yeah, but but it, again, it would have to be on the premise of it's something new. I I wouldn't want it to be well. Here's Broken Edge Two now mm. or something like that. You know, mm. it, I think. And it, I, I, am I right in thinking? Um, not Tim Schafer, but is it? Ron Ron Gilbert is it? Yeah, yeah. Is he he's he's done a Kickstarter that sounds or looks very familiar to some of the old previous games. I think. Yeah, yeah. It's called uh, Thimbleweed Park. Um, oh. Yeah, and it's like the old pixel art type point and click. Uh, it look, looks very similar to the old Scum Engine right. stuff. Um, I think that's due out early to mid next year. I think. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that as well. Yeah, well, again, I think things I've seen of that, for me, if it's too self-referential, then it's going to uh, yeah. sort of yeah, turn, turn me away, you see. So, yeah. as I say, Broken Age hit, hit, hit a good chord with me. The only thing, the, the one big negative, it's a fairly, fairly big one, uh, repeating dialogue. Right. Uh, within the first minute, I had repeating dialogue. Oh, really? Yeah. That's frustrating. Yeah. Which was a bit, hmm, yeah. didn't like that. Yeah, just, no, I can understand that. Yeah, and it's very, it's very noticeable in in Broken Age. And again, it says something about the budget. I thought, well, at least they'll cycle the the answers to sort of wrong answers. I'm with you. I'm with you. They yeah. don't. They literally say the same line straight yeah. away, yeah. Um, which which annoyed me a little mm. bit. But it's only a small thing, you know. Yeah. I'm just trying to think in terms of other adventure games whether they've got anything else on the horizon. I think they're doing a, a remaster of Full Throttle. I don't know whether you played that. No. Nope. Yeah, that's that's a good one. That's it's very short. That's the only thing. I don't know whether they'll. I'm sure they won't add anything to it because I suppose that would be kind of met with 
you know uproar from from traditional <laughs> if they end up changing anything too much but um but yeah the, the day of the tentacle remaster was was good as well but again maybe because i loved it so much back in the day worth going. uh grim fandango is an excellent game yeah um, so i have that one on my backlog uh grim fandango um so uh, i think i played a demo of that way way in the past but I know it's quite difficult. I believe yeah. it's it's got its issues, yeah, definitely. But in terms of the fact that you like the story of this so much and how well it was realised, I would say that is one Go you would that. probably probably get on well with. It's it's really well written. Um, but yeah, there are some really obtuse puzzles in there as well. So it, it might be <laughs> it might be one to have a guide next to you with. Yeah, I, I think the other the other thing I'd pick up on is that you've you've um, chosen two games now that are very puzzly. Um, which is quite interesting. Oh, I have, yeah, that's true. Is that your is that your sort of go to sort of genres then? Do you, is that is that what you sort of I guess like it, I, more than anything? I guess it probably is. I don't know. Um, probably actually, if you, if I look back on the games I've really loved this year, The Witness would be right up there, which is almost pure puzzle and explore, exploration. Mm-hmm. Um, as as I say, point and click adventures, yeah, were were a massive part of my kind of early memories of of gaming. Um, and yeah, I guess things like Portal and, and what have you are, are really high up in, in my kind of most fond experiences in, in recent years as well. So it, it's probably fair. I, I guess I, if anyone normally would ask me the question, I'd say I've got a really eclectic taste. But no, you're probably right. You're probably <laughs> right that, uh, that that I do enjoy puzzle puzzle elements. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll I'll bear that in mind when I'm picking future games. Well, indeed, quite. That's, I suppose that's what I'm saying. It's just just um, don't don't give me something which is another drawing of. I mean, that that was the thing with the with the with the robots. It was very similar to to Tal's principles. Like I'm doing doing lines again. I'm doing lines in a video game, joining points together. It's like is, is this your is this what you like to do? Join points together. You know. Um, yeah. Well, one thing I will will say. Uh, finally, the, 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 the little robots are the best characters in the entire <laughs> game. They are brilliant. Yeah, I loved. Oh. I loved where the little band of them were, were yes. following you around at the end. Yes, yeah. yes, that was the best. And, and and the other part I really liked was the fact that there was the this idea of the two the two different spaceships had different ways of. Um, moving around the star system one was yep. based on weaving and the other one was based on music <laughs> yeah. that was, yeah. it was totally absurd but really humorous um, yeah but th- those little robots are oh, they they I, I would play a sequel with just the little robots in, I think. <laughs> yeah get on it double fine get on yeah, it yeah yeah do that did you say that the next maiden's feast was in shell mound yes it's so sad. I mean, they're always trying to compete with us, but... Oh, please. Shellmound girls smell like old seaweed. How do I get to Shellmound? Um, follow the stink? <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. Right, that's that's that well covered. Uh, you picked Gravity Rush for me. Did you want to sort of just go over why why you picked that? Yeah. Um, well, shall I say a little bit about what the game is and, yeah, and sort of yeah, the reception absolutely. and things like that first, yeah. and then I'll I'll sort of um, explain sort of maybe why I I chose it. Um, so um, Gravity Rush is a game made by um, Sony's internal Japan studio, and it was originally released for the Vita in 2012. I think it was a launch title for the Vita, and 
um, the game uses a lot of its features um, in terms of tilt and touch and so forth. Um, it was then re-released this year on PS4 under the title of Gravity Rush Remastered. Um, it is a game designed by, I'm going to get his name completely wrong in terms of pronunciation, uh, Kichiro Toyama. Yeah. And he was previously known as, well, he, he, he worked on the original Silent Hill game and then left, and then he set up all of the Siren series. Mm. So, um, horror. And then... Um, what I don't think a lot of people know is before that he he went on Konami for quite a lot of um, other um, games, including he was the main graphic designer on Snatcher and International Track and Field. So yeah. um, he he's an interesting guy. Um, made some very different games, um, horror games, and then Gravity Rush, which is very um, the the, t- the tone and the feel of Gravity Rush is quite um, anime and quite light and yeah. quite fun. Um, which is a very big departure from, like I say, the original Silent Hill and Siren. Um, so, yeah, I chose Gravity Rush because I feel, I think I said this before, it's a game I think everybody should try and play um, because it has some really neat ideas that I've not seen in any other video game and I wanted to see how you got along with those ideas and how well you thought those were realised. Excellent. Yeah, so I, I played it on Vita. I've, I've, as you pointed out last time, I had bought the, the remaster as well, largely because I don't play on my Vita as much as I should do. Um, I don't. I drive to work. Um, uh, if we if we're going on long journeys, I, I will gen, generally drive as well, which is, I think I associate handheld gaming largely with with commutes and and what mm. have you. Certainly in, in younger years. Um, and my, my Vita had been gathering dust for quite a while, unfortunately, which is a real shame because I love it. I really like the Vita. Mm. Um, so I thought, no, this is a really nice opportunity to, to, to use it. So I did go for the Vita version. Okay. Um, and, yeah, so in terms of, of setup, um, the, the game is set in the, in this floating city. Is it called he- Heskerville or he- Hexville. Hexville. Hexville? Hexville, I think it is. Yeah. yeah. Or Hes- Heskville. Is it Heskville? I think it's Heskville. It's one of the two. Yeah, 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 uh, and you you play as this young girl who's who's suffering from amnesia, who is then kind of given the power to control gravity by a kind of sparkly cat. So, so far so generic, I suppose. Um, it, it, the the city is kind of under threat by these kind of odd little monsters called the the Nevi or Nevi, um, and and the, the game is focused a, across a number of chapters about essentially over to overcoming that threat and returning peace to the city and finding lost areas of the city and uncovering them and traveling to, to to different planes and and uh and, and as you say the storyline is pretty light um uh, i enjoyed it for the most part lightweight and, th- and kind of throw away largely but I, I, I really like the way it was delivered so um mm. you mentioned kind of anime there at the beginning of each chapter you've got these kind of comic panels that you swipe through with the touch screen and um, I just thought that was a really nice touch. You, you, you can kind of move the screen around to kind of see see from different angles and, and what have you as well. And um, it, I just really, I thought it was a really charming delivery of the game. Really, not not a huge amount of, well, there were small cutscenes as well, I suppose. But but this this kind of um, comic panel style was was um, really nicely done. Um, and in terms of the focus of the game, so you, as I say, you you get the power to to shift gravity, which essentially means you can fly through through the air. It's essentially a, a superhero game. Um, you, you can fly th- pretty much unbridled throughout the the world, um, which makes combat 
really interesting. Well, getting getting around is really really, you know, essentially a really fun aspect of the game. You you, you spot something in the distance, you just fly there, um, and and the the feeling of free, the freedom it kind of creates is it really kind of resonated with me. I thought it thought it was it was really well done and combat as well is is a big focus of the game and it is i would say largely enjoyable i found it frustrating at times um i don't know whether that's exclusive to the, to the vita version and the camera uh, i found it a little bit fiddly sometimes but on the whole um you can do this kind of gravity kick move which is the one i employed most of the time so essentially you hit the right bumper to to launch into the air and then you move the cursor around and you can kind of press um press a button to to move towards it or if you hit square you kind of do a, a kind of endless flying kick towards towards wherever you've targeted and you kind of do larger the way i was doing it was you kind of doing the larger movements of the camera with with the thumbstick but then mm. you can use the gyroscope in in the vita for the kind of finer movements as well to yeah. to focus in that that felt really nice once you once you're kind of used to it and and had it down and in the kind of in the middle of combat that can get quite hectic at times it's a it's a really good feeling when you you hit a few combos together and you're kind of moving quite balletically around and um and, and pulling off nice kind of combat combos and but there there were parts as i say where i found it a bit frustrating so there's, there's a you there's also like a you can create a kind of energy sphere around you and pick up objects so crates yeah. what have you that are around and and throw them at, at enemies as well, which works nicely. But in the middle of combat, I found it quite fiddly to do. I don't know whether I was doing it wrong. Do you do you have to land to be able to pick that stuff up, or can you hover near objects and pick them up while you're still in the air? Yeah, it's it's interesting. You picked up on the combat as sort of the first point. I think I think amongst most people, the combat's probably the most divisive sort of uh, part of the game in a lot yeah. of senses. Um, and um, I will talk about sort of the differences with the PS4 version a little bit later on yeah. because it, there is there is sort of nuanced sort of changes with that. But you, there is a there is a, there is a mechanism where you can sort of instigate the, the that field and then land back on the ground and still have the object. And um, I think there's some particular submissions that you need to know how to do that properly in order to really. Um, in order to beat those missions on sort of gold gold level. But I remember when I played it on the Vita, I did very much the same as you. I stuck quite a lot to that gravity kick mechanic and because I found it the most satisfying sort of move to sort of yeah. take out enemies. Um, but it, you're right, there, there are, I, I think there are certain moves which probably are a little bit more difficult or they don't feel as um, responsive to use in terms of other, other moves in, in the game. Um, yeah. Uh, and as you fly around, there are these kind of gems to pick up as well, which are essentially the currency for for leveling up different abilities. So you can standard stuff like your energy bar, and and you, so you've got a gauge um, for when you when you are flying around. You can't do it um, indefinitely. Your your gauge kind of depletes, and if you let it run down completely, you'll you'll kind of go into free fall. And you can level up a how long that that gauge lasts for but also how quickly you recover from an empty gauge as well uh, alongside the kind of combat moves you get special um kind of special moves further into the game as well uh, you unlock three of these kind of special attacks which um which are, are really effective as well work, work nicely and actually once you once I, I had leveled a couple of those up i found the combat much much easier towards the end um probably a little bit i started to rely on it too much maybe three quarters of the way through and actually was stopping myself from using it all the time because um i wanted some some 
challenge there still um because while i was I, it's a balancing act i suppose because i've I'd play, been playing it for quite a few hours by that point so i was i was definitely getting more proficient with the general combat um so yeah i, th- I was able to ease back off off using those specials too much um but yeah i just think uh, combat aside it was just a beautiful world to be to be traversing really um really really lovely to look at um i think uh you know the, the as i say this although the storyline was light I, I enjoyed it um the one thing i was mildly uncomfortable with was um there's like different uniforms you can get for a kind of <laughs> uh, school school uniform and i noticed there's a dlc pack with a maid's outfit okay. yeah not 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 amazing and there's a there's a cutscene as well where she's losing her towel in front of some guy who's come around and stuff yeah maybe maybe a little bit um not, not really. I, I i would yeah I, I would say some of that content is yeah okay on the line but um very mild compared to oh, a lot oh. of lot of other japanese games oh yeah don't I've get played. me wrong yeah yeah yeah, yeah absolutely right. I, I actually think um yeah that side of it's actually quite innocent i think um, oh it like is that. yeah the, the large part of the of the game and her interactions with people is her, her kind of um being embarrassed but but interested in a lot of the, the guys she comes across and absolutely yeah. yeah it's quite amusing how you have these characters that are clearly hitting on her and she's just completely oblivious yeah. to the fact um it's really amusing that side of things i found yeah um, it's charming isn't it I think. oh it is yeah there's no question yeah i, I it's just a just a lovely thing to play through um and relatively well not i wouldn't say it again like broken age it didn't outstay its welcome i think when i i, I looked up at one point how many chapters there were um after i've been playing it for a while just out of interest because i wanted to make sure i was going to get it finished in time for for recording this and mm. when i saw that i think there's 21 22 chapters i was thinking oh god is this going to get a bit samey but to its credit i think it 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 varies things up really nicely um although the the, the core of what you're doing is is um is similar uh in most of the chapters there, there are the odd thing there's the, the odd bit where it kind of throws you off into something completely different um yeah. Uh, and just keeps it fresh that way. There's one level in particular where it's pretty much all kind of um, traversing uh, this kind of dream world, um, mm. which is just it's just a, a bit of light relief from from the rest of the game. And you mentioned the challenges there as well, the kind of subquests. I really enjoyed going through those. Um, the uh, the kind of slide races more than yes. more than all the others. So so on Vita, you uh, if you hold the bottom of the touch screen uh, at both corners with your with your thumbs uh, you kind of propel yourself forward and then you tip tip left and right to to steer i, I love those thought they, those were loads of fun to do and there's there's other combat challenges and re- other types of um just kind of flying races and things like that just checkpoint races there's, again loads to do beyond the main storyline to to keep it um keep it interesting as there's loads of npcs to go and have a chat to as well throughout if you want to kind of uh, explore the storyline further um so yeah it's it just a just a, a really excellent game and as i say you i think you mentioned with the challenge levels there's there's different levels you know bronze silver and gold so if you if you're a real completionist there's there's actually loads and loads of content in there to to go back and and do um uh and, and the leveling up system i enjoyed i wasn't sure at first i, I kind of was overthinking it oh am i going to kind of be down a dead end if yeah. i if i focus on the wrong thing here but there is there's so many of these kind of gems scattered around and their rewards for the challenge levels as well that 
you're never really in any danger of, of doing that certainly that, that i found um so in terms of the the differences between the vita and the, the ps4 game then is, is there is there anything major there um so it's interesting you mentioned the slide stuff i think i've got yeah i've got a couple well, i've got a few questions i mean one of the things i'm interested in because i felt this and i don't know if you felt the same but did you did you were you struggling at first with the controls? Did, was it a bit of a struggle or was it kind of natural? And then I suppose my, my follow on on that, did you did you get better at the game, I suppose? Yeah, I, d- I definitely do think that. Um, I think, yeah, I definitely found it fiddly at first. And I think I attributed that to the fact that I hadn't played on the Vita for a long time, as, as right. I, I mentioned before, to be honest with you, because maybe I just wasn't used to... Because um, you can swipe the screen to avoid attacks and... and Things. Yeah. Um, so you have to be quite dexterous at times if you want to take full use of the, of the controls available to you um, but no I did find it fiddly at first the combat in particular um, because because it's a 3D world you know something might be firing at you from behind that you don't know about until you're getting hit by these these blasts and yeah because it's quite a complicated game at f- well it's not complicated that's probably unfair it's, it's quite an elegant system but um yeah, traversing around, flying, flying around. As I said, as I went later, you can get into these kind of really nice flows of, of attacks and and what have you that, that early on you just don't yeah. have the ability to do. And it, it, I think the game kind of leads you in with by revealing abilities um, gradually. Um, but I did, I definitely did find it fiddly to start with. Yeah, is it was that your experience with it? Yeah, and I think I think um, what's I think the game purposefully possibly does that because I think you're right. It doesn't throw all the abilities at once at you. It kind of gradually leads you in. But I think it's, I think it's maybe tied in with the storyline a little bit. You've got this character who's in a world who doesn't really understand their powers, and mm. if you look at the animations, it's always like, you know, it's it's it looks like she's falling everywhere basically, yeah. and yeah, kind yeah. of she has no control over what's happening and. You, you get that feeling yourself and and I think because of the leveling up system I think the game makes it easier for you to do more and more as things go on I mean I used to get very frustrated at the start where you'd be floating around and then suddenly you your bow would deplete and you'd fall on the ground you'd feel it feels it feels even more un, in, inelegant and yeah. I think um, it was always nice to get the flow like you say I think that was what I was always trying to achieve and I think maybe the game does it on purpose. I'm not sure, but it feels like as you get later into the game, you can create this flow of attacking, moving to where you want to move to, to get an angle you want, and then sort of attack from that direction. Yeah, um, it it is different on the PS4. Um, it's interesting. You liked the slide races uh, and sliding around because I found that incredibly difficult on the Vita. I never got to grips with that whatsoever. I found oh, it. Okay. Um, really difficult to kind of go around corners how I wanted to, and I always felt I was bashing into sort of the walls and getting the anchor, you know, because because gravity's shifting, you end up you do things that you don't maybe, I don't know, it feels like you do things that you don't want to do, or you end up in angles you don't want to end up on, and surfaces you don't want to end up touching um, yeah. but I found on the PS4 it was a lot easier to kind of um, do the slide um, it, it, purely because they remap a lot of it, so uh, they remap it to the back two bumper buttons instead. Okay, okay, yeah. And it, when you go around corners, you can take one of them off. 
and it's a lot easier to kind of do those turns i found i was going to mention that so in the vita it's, it's a similar thing so if you if you take one of the thumbs off the, the screen then then you do a tighter turn i don't is that yeah i, I realized despite that yeah yeah no i'm sure you did. Yeah, yeah yeah i did realize it but it, for whatever reason it just would never sort of flow in the way that i wanted it to and the dodging you mentioned with swiping on the screen i found that really difficult oh yeah I, I i didn't tend to employ that in combat it was just um i'm the only time i would really use that is if i'd set a point quite far away and hadn't realized i was going to collide with something you could use it to, you know for, for quite fine motions to, to get out of the way of something you're about to hit but but yeah no i tried using it a few times in combat and i just found it yeah it, it wasn't it wasn't quite clicking right yeah and that, so i think that's the biggest change between the two for me i found the PS4 version much easier. The co- the combat was much easier because of those elements. And again, dodging on that, it's the touch touchpad. You just sort of press on that or swipe on that, and that seemed a lot more reliable than doing it on the screen. Yeah, um, I I found it a lot lot easier. And, and equally, the other element really to sort of it sounds petty and ridiculous, but it is sixty frames per second on the PS4. The Vita obviously struggles sometimes mm. with the frame rate, and mm. that sometimes has an impact on that. But I don't think I don't think you had a lesser experience playing on the Vita, and in some senses, you had the the vision that, that um, the developers wanted in yeah. a lot of senses. Um, it's quite interesting because uh, Gravity Rush Two is coming out so yes. fairly Im- imminently now, yeah. and there was actually quite a lot of uh, um, unhappiness that it wasn't coming to the Vita because you know it, mm. it's it's a follow-on on a different platform. Um, how would you feel? How do you feel about that? That idea that you've got a game that's obviously made. I, th- I think it's quite clear that it's made for the, the control mechanisms of the Vita. I think if you're going to pick a game to show off the Vita, there isn't many that will show off a lot of the different elements. I think. Mm. I think Gravity Rush is a good choice. I think Terror is a good choice. Yeah. But after that, yeah. you struggle to find things that use uh, the features well. So, yeah. What how do you feel about the idea that it's it's not coming to that platform and I think, think it's, 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 it's probably inevitable from a commercial point of view at this point because <laughs> they seem to have <laughs> abandoned it, unfortunately. Quite. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it does seem like a shame because, yeah, you're absolutely right. Obviously, I haven't played the PS4 version, but yeah, it, it's, it, it was obviously built from the ground up for, for Vita originally. Um, but I'm sure they'll, you know, I'm sure there'll be differences and they'll take that into account. But no, I, it's something that I was obviously aware that the sequel was coming. I haven't read much about it at all, um, to be honest with you, because I just thought, well, I don't want to colour my judgment of the the first game before I played mm. it. Um, so no, that's interesting. I, I had assumed it wouldn't become to Vita. I didn't know that was definitely the case. So um, yeah, yeah. I mean, how is that? Is that something that you, you? I take it you would prefer it to, to come to the Vita, or was your experience so much better on PS4 that you're you're happy well, with it? I, I, I don't know. I think it depends on how they sort of <clears throat> change the mechanics around and whatnot, because obviously they will um, p- perhaps make use of, of um, the pad in a different way. It's, it's interesting that I said Tearaway as well, actually, because that did the same. That moved to PS4 mm. in a similar fashion, and they kind of changed a lot of the mechanics to fit the pad. I don't know. I think uh, I would have preferred maybe if it was on the Vita, just because I think it was clear that for... For the designer to do something so different to the things he'd done in the past, it it was meant it was meant for that platform. The the thing that's interesting, um, the, the PS4 does have some motion control, but that lining up that you talk about, where you're trying to sort of get that target on on the on the creature when you're doing your kick move, yeah, isn't isn't as satisfying on a PS4 pad. Absolutely nowhere. 
there is something really nice about that small movements that you can do with a gyroscope on a Vita that yeah. is is definitely lost on that. But I think yeah, I think there's pros and cons is basically the, the way the way I see it. You know, there's, there's pluses and minuses on both yeah. platforms. Um, um, how, how did you feel about sort of the the um, traversal mechanics? And did did you did you enjoy the fact that you you sort of move in in the ways that you do and yeah i i did i did i thought it's i i really enjoyed it i think it was as i say the 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 city itself was was really nicely realized and, and seeing it from above you can you see the the kind of design that they've gone into it um and yeah i found it quite an elegant thing and, and you could obviously you're going quite fast anyway but you can hold down x to to rush yeah. faster through and yeah it just got really nice sense of, of freedom as i say kind of floating around and, and doing it because again i had um i wasn't sure whether i was doing the right thing but i had i had pumped all of my points into um the gauge quite at the start so i was yes. able from very very early yes. on to be, able to, yeah, to be to be flying around for long periods of time so i can see that that perhaps would have been frustrating otherwise um yeah but, but, i did yeah. exactly the same as you i was the same I, very early on i was like no i want to be able to move around very quickly in this environment and yeah um it, it's it's interesting i think it, that sort of game um if you've tried to play that as a normal game it's completely the wrong way of sort of walk you know walking around in that game is not what you want to be doing at all mm. you mm. can but um and i'm sure some people will get the idea of sort of um moving in different ways but for me the the the, the concept of all of that just really sort of spat my imagination and that I, I, the way I always describe Gravity Rush is, it's to me, it's like an Assassin's Creed game, but instead of sort of walking around and climbing on rooftops, you tip the world sideways like a snow globe or upside <laughs> down, and you get your little man to go to wherever you want it to go. You know, yeah. And there's some something immediately satisfying about that to me. Yeah, you can move like that. Yeah, no, it's so. it's it's like nothing I've really played before, and then that's that's a massive tick uh, in my in my book you know it's um it's a memorable game for sure and yeah yeah there were slight niggles and annoyances throughout but on the whole it was, it was definitely a, a kind of overwhelmingly positive experience i think yeah um and what, what about sort of the locations and, and that sort of thing because i think um for me I, I there was a few twists and turns and sort of the sense of locations um that i was not expecting um and and the way the story kind of turned with those locations, um, were you expecting a lot of that, or was that surprising? No, to I didn't. I didn't realise that that was going to be the case. As you say, you kind of go off to different plane. You know, I can't remember what it's what the, the... it's the cre- it's the creator, isn't it? The creator kind of opens up his silk sort of um, yes his, his silk robe, and he reveals the universe to you. And yeah, you yeah, end no, up that... <laughs> in another place. Yeah, yeah, it was that was unexpected, definitely. Yeah, and uh, um, yeah, so those are the levels you you kind of go through, and, the, and those are where you can pick up your special abilities from as well to, throughout. And I say there's there's another one that I was talking about earlier on where it's pretty much all, um, all just kind of jumping on block like big colorful blocks and and what have you. And uh, um, yeah, I th- I liked that it changed changed that up. There were a couple of levels where um, you're you're just dropping down and down and down through these mm. kind of um kind of it's tubes almost yeah isn't it? yeah essentially with branches across and and i wasn't overly keen on those that it happened a couple of times and was went on a little a little long i think 
Um, but on the whole, I like the fact that it changed up. As, as beautiful as the city was to explore, um, like I said, when I when I saw that it was it was twenty odd levels, uh, I thought just doing the same or similar things around the same place might outstay its welcome a little bit. But the fact that yeah, these these other areas did pop up from time to time just kept it fresh. Yeah. Um, and did you pick up on the the wider story? Did you did you piece together all the story because there is there is a lot of ambiguity actually in the story and the way it's presented and I've never really delved into that but I wondered if you picked up on any of that the idea with the the people that have fallen down and the young kids that are there and then well it was it kind of alluded to the fact that, that perhaps it was the afterlife potentially or I don't know because the, the I, I, from what I remember the story I, I must admit I, I I do take notice of, of story and games generally, and I did with this, but it didn't really grab me hugely. Yeah, okay. um, but um, there was this whole thing that they'd been on a bus, was it? And and they were trapped down there. Their parents had, had not come looking for them. Yeah. Um, and then there were, I think there was a fairly overt reference to somebody either having passed away or won't be coming back to the surface or what have you. Yeah, I, I didn't really see... Did, I didn't piece okay. you know all the pieces yeah, of the puzzle together. So, so there's a view that those that have gone down there there's some time travel sort of aspect to oh, it really because, okay because when cat returns up everything in the city has changed like completely sure. changed you're right and yeah yeah a, a whole a more time has passed than she's realized and there, there's there's an overriding story about who cat is and what her past is and i think there's a view that she's one of those children who are down below that then end Got up you. coming back I think there's something around that, but I've never sort of delved too deeply into that sort of part of the story. But there is some wider um, elements to it that are purposefully a little bit ambiguous, basically. I do remember that now that you mention it. Yeah, she feels like she's been gone for like a, a week at most, and they're all saying it's been a year. And, and yeah, everything's changed. The military have kind of taken over the city and, right. and what have you. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, I'd... I'd, I'd um, I'd forgotten about that. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. It's, yeah, but again, I, 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 for me, that 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 was the thing that sort of really struck me with the story. It's very light, like I said at the start, mm. but um, there are sort of um, bits of ambiguous of nature of it, and yeah, it's not a, it's not. I don't think the story is always linear, and I think again, that's sort of an interesting, uh, an interesting idea, and um, I think it's purposefully like that. Um, as I say, it reminds me. I, I, I don't know how much sort of uh, anime and whatnot you've watched, but it reminded me a hell of a lot of, uh, of things like, you know, uh, classic animes and whatnot. It had that feel to it. Yeah, so. yeah. It's it's not something I've ever ever um, kind of read or watched a lot of, to be honest with you. But um, so yeah, maybe maybe some of that was was lost on me a little bit. To, to be fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and and the other thing that I would say about the locations. Um, it's got very. Um, what what did you? Th- if I remember rightly, it doesn't open with Japanese. Is, is that right? The first few words are not actually in Japanese. Um, oh, I don't remember. Did you, so um, it's actually in French. Uh, oh lot, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. With the apple falling down, there's a few You're bits right. of French in the game. Yeah. Um, so, I, th- I think that really came through the Parisian sort of feel yes. of the city. Yeah, yeah. Came through a hell of a lot and. Some of the architecture in the end of the game was very different to some of the architecture in the middle and the mm. beginning of the game as well. So I liked all of that. It it reminded me of um, of the old Metropolis movie. Um, some of it, which is with the buildings, uh, mm. really sort of um, 
almost decadent sort of art deco sort of you know buildings and the 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 the, the sort of the lines of the build of the way the world is drawn really I really liked as well that things far away have this pencil look almost and as you grow grow nearer the texture sort of pop pop in and yeah yeah that's it yeah no it's I, I, yeah the the as you say the architecture just the, the the whole look of the city was really charming I really I, I did really enjoy that and uh, yeah just the, the the look of the game generally was. Uh, was as I say, it's not the not the type of game I would play. Oh, it would be my go-to no, mm. um, uh, game, but uh, but no, I'm really really glad you picked it for me. I, I enjoyed it a lot. For the next episode, then have you have you picked something for me to play? I have picked something, yes. Um, I think, I think I'm going through games that are my favourite games, and I think you know, you know, that's I'm, a good start. I, I think I'm going th- going through, you know, so far I've picked games that I, I really like, yeah, from one degree or another. So I've got another one that's right up there for me, uh, and uh, I'm going to choose for you to play a platformer, uh, okay. uh, and I want to choose uh, V V V V. V, <laughs> V. <laughs> okay. Is it that many? I can I never think, remember. Is it six? Yeah, I don't know. I, don't I can't know. remember. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I know. How long has it been on your back? back a long, a long time. I think it was, <laughs> think it was in a, a bundle. Um, one of the early humble bundles, maybe. Okay. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's it's been there a long time. Uh, I don't know a huge amount about it. But is it Terry Kavanagh? It is Terry Cavanagh, yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, have you played any other Terry Cavanagh games? I'm trying to think if I have or not. Super, super uh, Hypercube is the only other one that. Not Super Hypercube, sorry. Uh, super Hexagon. Oh, yes. It, yeah, I've played Super Hexagon. Yeah. Yeah, I liked that. Yeah. Okay. Um, but no, I, 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 other than the fact that, that he made the game I don't, and, and it's a platformer, I don't know a huge amount about it. So I should look forward to delving into the, it. Uh, um, what, what platform is it? PC, I'm guessing, that yes. you've got it yeah. for. Um, I strongly recommend earphones or headphones or okay. lis- listening to the music. I will do that. If you don't listen to the music, I will be extremely annoyed with you. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll make sure I avoid your annoyance. Then I'll uh, I'll plug some headphones in for sure. Um, yeah, but um, I think you will enjoy it. Um, it it has um, a bit of dexterity, a bit of platforming, a little bit of puzzly sort of bits in there. Yeah, uh, and it's and it's quite short as well. Um, okay, probably four hours maximum. I would say. Okay, okay, excellent. All right, good stuff. I've uh, for you. I've picked uh, Virginia, which which had just come out yesterday. Actually, as, as we're recording this, um, it's a game I've been looking forward to uh, since I saw it previewed a couple of years ago. Um, as I say, it's just come out. It's by by a development studio called Variable State. It's their first game, um, published by Five Hundred Five Games. Um, I, I played through it yesterday, uh, and I think it's going to be okay. quite. I, I think it's going to be quite divisive. Um, but I, I'll refrain from letting on too much what I, what I thought about it um, until next time. But I'm really looking forward to seeing seeing what you think. I know I I kind of threw the trailer over to you when I first saw about it. Have mm. you got much much kind of preconceptions going in? No, well, none whatsoever. I mean, um, when you sort of threw that my way, I'd already heard of the game. Yeah. Um, 
through some previews, so I didn't actually bother watching the trailer, if I'm honest. Oh, okay. um, I, I like going into things very much fresh. So yeah. um, the only thing I know literally is that it's a little bit Lynchian, which yeah. I think is enough of a grab of my attention. To oh, great. Go. Okay, you, you're a fan. Oh, um, uh, mm, yeah, interesting. Uh, yes, yes and no and yes and no. I, the thing <laughs> is, it's quite strange because I've never watched all of Twin Peaks. I've oh, watched okay. elements of it, but not all of it. Um, but I think because I've seen it in elements of, of his work in other people's work so often, um, yeah. I know what I know what that is as, as, as a concept. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm really looking forward to it. Um, that 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 sounds like a, a good pick and quite short i'm guessing as well seeing as you yeah it's it's also very quick i would would say a couple of hours two to three hours at most one sitting yep i would advise that if if possible um i would say it's definitely worth doing um i would go similarly i would go headphones the soundtrack is 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 worth uh commenting on uh next time um (laughs) okay i will absolutely make sure that i also (laughs) listen to the soundtrack yeah and i would say it's um Without giving too much away, they've gone for a certain certain aesthetic. Don't don't I, don't, go, don't no, give anything away. I know. Don't I would just anything. I would just say I would go um like lights out, uh, darkened room, headphones. Um, okay. I would I would I would say go go for that. Make 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 a setting of it. Make a night yeah. of it. It's basically yeah, what I'd say. So. Yes, I'd say okay. so. But um, but yeah. So a couple of quick games for us for us to get through. Then that's that's. Uh, Cool. I think that's wise with Christmas on the way. I think some nice short games for us yeah, to play point. and comment on. I think that's good. All right, excellent. I'll, I'll look forward to the next episode in that case. Uh, that, that wraps it up for now. Um, we have got a couple of plans in the pipeline potentially to get some kind of smaller bite-sized episodes out in between the, the main ones, which hopefully might start to appear over the next few weeks. But but yeah, either way, we'll be back with soon with episode 12 um, covering the games we've just spoken about. In the meantime, if you want to drop us a line, uh, we're on Twitter under the name CatchUpPod, or you can drop an email to hello at playingcatchup.co.uk. And if you're enjoying the show, please do just help spread the word. You know, if you've got friends who would be interested, just just let them know we're here. You know, we're always looking looking to expand the audience. Uh, try, try and get above two or three. Be good. Um, but, but for now, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.